Okay, here we are. Well, this is something that's pretty cool that we've been talking about and thinking about doing for a long time. Uh, welcome to everyone that's listening. This is Sonder Stories, and this is chapter one. This is our story. It's how we got started. Um, I don't want to get too far ahead of myself because we're going to dive in uh, fairly deep today, but um, hopefully there's a lot of people listening who have no idea who we are. They have no idea who who Sonder is. They have no idea who the four of us sitting at this table are, and that's what we want to share with everyone today. So uh, why, don't we, why don't we just get started? Why don't we just introduce ourselves around the table? Uh, for those of you listening, again, there are four of us here. These are um, the, the four of us that, that started Sonder Brewing, and um, we just want to start today just by sharing our story. I, I'll start with this. This is my intent for this is to be very unfiltered, unedited, very raw. Uh, we just want to share who we are uh, and our story with everyone, with everyone that, that is interested. And uh, as we dive deeper into this thing and as it grows, the hope is that we're able to share the story behind not only us, but uh, our story of our beers and of people that come into our doors, whether that be Sondra employees or um, guests, because at, at the heart of it, the reason we fell in love with this word, Sonder, is it just means every person has a story. And so uh, why, don't we, why don't we just dive right in? Um, Chase, why don't you start? Uh, introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about what you do, uh, and then we'll just go around the table. Uh, yeah, I'm Chase Legler. I'm the director of brewing operations. Um, so I am in charge of making the beer. Man of many words. I'm Jen Meisner, and I'm the um, director of marketing. I'm Daniel Schmer, and I'm the chief sales officer for Sonder Brewing. Clearly, this is going to be a lot of me talking here. Um, <laughs> um, so I just wanted to kind of dive in first. Um, a lot of people ask us, how did, how did you all meet? How did you find each other? How did, how did this thing come to be? And uh, I figured it would kind of be fun to dive in a little bit on that, on that story. And the cool thing about it is there's a lot of kind of funny stories interlaced within that. But uh, for those that don't know, uh, oh, I'm Justin, by the way. I guess I kind of forgot to do that. Um, so I was a home brewer for about seven years or so, eight years before um, I des designed a business plan because I grew up around small business and um, was just hungry and eager to do more than what I was doing, uh, which was food sales before this. So developed the business plan. My wife and I were in Chicago at the time. We started a family, decided to uh, relocate here to Cincinnati. So I tabled the business plan and didn't have any partners. It looked significantly different than what it does today. And then insert Daniel Schmur, who uh, I felt was the nicest guy on the planet. So nice that uh, I told my wife, there's no way he's really this nice. Like, there's got to be something else going on. I, I have no idea what's going on. This guy is way too nice. And um, Daniel and I just became friends over the next two years. He was working at a bottle shop at the time here locally. And uh, Daniel would be uh, the guy that would call me anytime a good beer would hit that would drop. And he'd ask me if I wanted to save any. And um, it would elicit always some kind of comment like, there's a bear crap in the woods. Of course, I want you to save this bottle for me. And over time, um, Daniel finally just started asking more and more questions. Like, dude, 
do you do you brew beer? Like you know a lot about this, and and um, that turned into a couple beers later. Daniel didn't hate my homebrew, which was a good start. Typically for me, I hate to say, like, even though it could be friendly, like Justin's saying, um, I'm a pretty big hater on 90% of everything that I try. Um, and I try to be honest. I told him I was going to be honest. And when he brought his beer in, as soon as I put my nose to it, I'm like, it actually smells halfway decent. I tasted it. It didn't make me feel like uh, I wanted to spit it out. I'm like, this is actually really, really good. And uh, I was really happy with that. So, um, yeah, Justin can make some pretty good beer, even though he does some other amazing business decisions. He's got a beautiful mind on, on his shoulders. And Watch your back, that. Chase. But, uh, <laughs> But uh, Justin can make some fantastic beer. He doesn't really talk about it too often, but he can make some really, really good beer. Yeah, so so we, we go out for beers. I get about four four pages into the business plan, and Daniel, like, I remember he kind of puts his, puts his hand on my arm, and he's like, just stop. He's like, I'm in. I'm in. Whatever that means, let's just go. And uh, a couple months later, we were, we're, we're digging for, for land. We're trying to find a building. We found a building that we thought was going to work, and it had a lot of mold damage, and it just it just ended up not working out. And... So we felt pretty defeated until we came across six and a half acres of land, uh, which is where, insert Jen Meisner, who became the, the third piece to our puzzle, so to speak. And uh, Daniel and I, we were, we were Googling words to the, to the English language, basically, uh, to try to find a name for our brewery. And we fell in love with this word Sonder, and just that it meant that every person has a story. And, that's, that's truly what embodies who we are. And so we fell in love with this. We, we go to Jen. Jen uh, is good friends with uh, our families. are both good friends. Um, so she had owned her own design company for several years. I'm not even going to try to guess. I always mess it up. It was a lot of years. And uh, we go to her and we're like, okay, we have this vision. We don't know what it looks like, but maybe a vinyl record because we like music and a hop in it and, and go. We give her and, and she kind of looks at us like we're crazy and she's like that's really all you're gonna give me and we're like yeah so she's like give me a few weeks turns out like 10 hours later she comes back to us has six designs we fell in love with the one that is our brand today and um daniel and i both knew like right away we're, we just told her you, you got to be a part of the team so insert jen she comes along this is guys what may of 2016 yeah now it's um it's it's really crazy so we have our first meeting with our attorneys um, right before that in april of 2016 and we start going down the path of where is this place going to be and at the time i was just going to be the brewer and uh jen would do marketing daniel would run the tap room we were going to be fairly small we wouldn't do a lot of distro just a small three barrel brew pub and then we come across our land that would that would later become what what you now all see uh, when you come to Sonder. And as we're looking at this, I kind of pushed back a lot. We, we had a mutual friend who loved this space and kept telling us, guys, I, I think you're going to be here. I've been praying about it. I feel like God's telling me you guys need to do this. And, and I began praying about it and, and still just didn't, didn't feel right because I had no commercial experience. I've only brewed on 20 gallons at a time. And even most of that time, uh, was with my father. And, uh, as good of a brewer as Daniel thinks I am, uh, that's often masked by how good my father is at actually brewing the beer. So um, we, we, we really, I, I really felt uneasy about it. And, and finally, after months and months of prayer and some visions for how we can use this space, I finally gave in to Jen and Daniel. I was like, all right, let's do this. But if we're going to do this, uh, we need to go big. We need to be bigger. We need to be 
a community center. We need to be a space where people feel like when they come to Sonder that, that they belong, even if they don't love beer, which um, as we get into this, I, I hope that that's what we are for people. I think it is. We've, we've heard a lot of that, but uh, we would have never been able to do that on the original plan that, that we had kind of built up. So we, we incorporate as an LLC in September of 2016. We're sitting in my basement in November and we're talking about what's our fundraise gonna look like, what's our business gonna look like. And um, I, always, I always share this, this moment. This is one of my favorite stories. For those of you that haven't heard this, um, you're gonna love it. For those of you that have, it'll be the 50th time you've heard it, I'm sure. But we're sitting in my basement, it's November 12th, 2016 and we're talking about what it looks like for me to potentially not be our brewer but to operate kind of as the president of the company manage some of the financial piece of it operate um, at a different level and then for us to hire a brewer and I remember we're all looking at each other like well, what what does this look like you know what what how do we get somebody to come in to buy into what we already felt like was our vision but have brewed good beer, big beer, um, and, and fit with us. And so we're talking about it. We've, we've talked through potential financial plans for it. And, and we were talking about how we had no money at the time and, and how it was going to be tough and we'll, we'll work it in. And then Daniel looks at me across my bar and he says, yeah, I mean, unless you get somebody from like New Glarus and then you do whatever it takes to hire that guy. And we're all like, yeah, of course, New Glarus. Are you kidding me? Duh. And I think we may have even been drinking a serendipity yeah, at the we time. We were always drinking. <laughs> we, yeah, we, we definitely. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that was November 12th. We posted the position on November 29th. I posted it to Pro Brewer at 8 in the morning. And I, I'm checking it like every 20 minutes. Like, why is no one, why is no one applying to this? Our vision's awesome. Why, you know, it's always... We, oh, mind you, we had no building, no, <laughs> no land, no nothing. That's, that's true. No money yet. That's, that, that's true. Hindsight's always twenty twenty. And um, at 7.30 p.m. our time, I get our first resume. And it's Chase Legler from Nuglaris Brewing Company. And I get goosebumps on top of goosebumps. And I call Daniel... And we conferenced in Jen, and I said, are you guys sitting down? I said, we just got our first resume. And Daniel, I love Daniel's, just Daniel's true to form and passion of who he is. He, he says, he, well, do you remember what you said oh, at that I moment? No, he goes, is it, is it trash? <laughs> <laughs> Daniel expects, like, we were waiting all day. Our first resume is going to be terrible. <laughs> And turns out it was it was Chase Legler from Nuglaris Brewing Company. And Daniel says, I've got goosebumps. Jen came over, walks across the street. Her, uh, her husband Brad, myself, and Liz uh, all had a beer like, this might actually happen. Even if Chase doesn't accept this position, even if we don't like him, somebody's interested in this. So we had a beer. I still have, it was an Upland Sour. I still have the cork I wrote on it. It's, it's in our basement. And uh, I, I remember calling Chase, and I didn't call him that day because I was like, I'd be like a school kid. Like, this is a terrible <laughs> idea. So I, I uh, emailed him the next morning, and I said, do you have any time to chat today? And he says, yeah, when I get off work, it'll be like 5 o'clock. I'm pulling in. He calls me. I'm pulling into Kroger. I park the car, and I'm just sitting there waiting for him to call. 
And I, I'm serious. It had to be like a kid that's like asked somebody to go to prom and you don't know their answer. And we, I'd never even talked to him. I'm just like chase calls and and we had a pretty good conversation the first time uh chase was pretty stoic in that in that first interview um asked a lot of questions yeah i mean stoic who would imagine (laughs) not chase uh he asked a lot of pretty tough questions um what we determined from that phone call was i think um that our visions kind of aligned with where chase wanted to be and what he had been doing and uh, as, as the second, so the first, I like to, to say that God had his hands all over our project pretty early on. The first one was when we got Chase's resume. The second was I had never traveled to Wisconsin for my, for my career, ever. In the nearly 10 years, um, well, since I had moved to Cincinnati, so whatever that was, five years, I, I had never traveled to Wisconsin for work. And an hour before I left the office on that Friday for a phone call, they asked me if I could be in Wisconsin on Monday. <laughs> Insert the conversation with Chase, and I, uh, I told Chase, I said, hey, uh, I know this is really, really quick and forward, but I'm going to be in Wisconsin next week. I uh, would love to meet you. And he's like, <laughs> Chase just kind of sat like, he goes, like, like, in two days? Like this Sunday? <laughs> I'm like, yeah. It's quick. And uh, so I left Cincinnati. That was uh, December 3rd. I left, left Cincinnati on a Sunday morning right after church, and I'm driving up. It was 70 degrees when I left Cincinnati, and I get halfway up. And, and do you remember what happened from there? Yeah, a blizzard came. <laughs> I, I called you, and I was like, hey, man, the weather's pretty bad up here. You probably should uh, not come. And he was already halfway here. <laughs> I was like, all right, well. Try to say it. <laughs> Our meeting was supposed to be at seven. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, the the stube where we were meeting yeah, closed at like nine, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Chase is. <laughs> I called him at like eight thirty, and I'm like, "Hey, man, my, my ETA says I'm like nine eleven p.m." He's and Chase says, oh, don't don't worry, you can still come here. I know the owners. You're good. <laughs> so I I get out of the car. There's eleven inches of snow on the ground. It was 70 when I left Cincinnati. They played bags outside. (laughs) No, but I'm wearing... Tom Toms. (laughs) I'm wearing Tom shoes, shorts, and a t-shirt. I didn't even pack a coat. So, yeah, he walks into the studio. I'm like, this must be the guy. (laughs) So I I walk in. I hang my, my, like, zip up there, which is all I had. Didn't even pack it. It was just in my car. Hanging on the, the, coat, the coat rack there. Everybody knows who Chase is in the place. And I'm like, oh, boy. Everybody knew who I was. Chase must have mentioned it. <laughs> and uh, do, you, do you remember that conversation? I remember parts of it, yeah. 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 What, what was going through your mind when we were, <laughs> when we were having this conversation? Well, I was I mean, nervous and, you know, trying to impress, obviously. But um, you... We're pretty enthused with the cheese curds and uh, <laughs> into the uh, the Nuglaris fruit beer on tap and the food. And I was asking a lot of questions and uh, no, our thoughts and our vision definitely aligned a lot. Um, the one thing I really remember is uh, we had a really good, great conversation. We had a couple of beers and I invited you to the house. And I, so we're, you're following me and I call my wife Haley quick. 
I'm like, hey, uh, so yeah, I maybe invited uh, this guy to like sleep over. So I'm sorry if, <laughs> if he murders us throughout the night, but he seems really nice. So <laughs> you know, it's going really good. I'll see you in like five minutes. <laughs> it's 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 funny because he had that conversation with Haley. I had the same conversation with Liz, my wife. I called her. By the time we had gotten done talking, it was like 11 o'clock. She was waiting up, so I called her and I said, hey, um, if you don't ever hear from me again, there's this giant man in Wisconsin that's probably wearing my skin. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then we went, we dove further into the vision. Um, I had no doubt in my mind at that time that Chase was the perfect fit. Uh, Chase is really wise, though, because... He felt like it was a good fit, but he knew he knew if Haley didn't buy in, if his wife didn't buy in, they were never leaving Wisconsin. So that's why he invited invited yeah. me over. It's true, uh, and we hit it off there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you and Haley were just—I knew from that point that you guys were going to be family, um, salt of the earth, um, high school sweethearts. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so we we talked for another two hours. I, le- I ended up leaving Chase's house at one thirty in the morning because. I, I needed to be in Milwaukee. Uh, Milwaukee by 8 a.m. the next morning, and I knew I, I was uncertain of what the weather was going to be like. So if this is going to be a three-hour drive, I need to make it now. So I ended up getting into my hotel at like 3.30, slept for a couple minutes, uh, got up, and they canceled my meeting the next morning. Because <laughs> of the weather. <laughs> <laughs> and they didn't know you were in Milwaukee already. They had no idea. <laughs> uh, so I, I drove back to Cincinnati, but... Uh, but that was kind of the start of, of I always I always love sharing that because that was kind of the start of of what would become of the four of us. We kind of had our, our the three of us had our we, we knew we were a family right away. And then immediately you, you came into it. I called these guys um, the next morning and shared our story. And I said, I, I remember telling both of you, like, this is the guy. I know it's the guy. And then pull the e-brake about two weeks later, we offer you the position and we knew you would. We knew you could get any job you wanted, um, but we didn't know how many jobs that could potentially be. And you were you were really really forward about that, which is okay. awesome. And you, we said, hey, we'll give you a month. And then we were all holding our breath like the whole entire month, waiting like every day. Please call. Please call. Yeah, <laughs> we were. We were. And we. So we told you, hey. You know, take take as much time as you need, which is what everyone says, right? But we're like, don't 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 take that much time. <laughs> and about January, now, geez, this is January 2017 at this point. Um, middle of January, you reached out to us, and again, just true to your character and who you are, incredibly honest. You said, I've got two offers on the table, um, on top of yours, and I'm going to travel to to uh, Canada for for a week and find out if this is a good fit and I remember the three of us getting together Jan Daniel and myself we get together we're having a beer and we're like he doesn't want to live in Canada right (laughs) come on (laughs) and Daniel's like I don't know man it's cold in Wisconsin it's probably gonna feel like home (laughs) yeah we did we talked that over a lot does he really want to move to Canada I don't know it's probably not a bad place but seriously like Canada (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah, and then and then January twenty sixth rolls around, and um, you called us and and accepted the position, and we knew right then that Saunders' trajectory would be different than uh, anybody had seen, and and um, 
that's truly a testimony to your work ethic, the, the beers you're able to create. And, and I don't think, I think that often gets lost in who Sondra is. I think um, all of us are, are incredibly passionate about what we do. Our beers are really, really good. And our brand is really good. Our sales team has done a great job of, of getting that out there. I, I'm, I'm taken aback a little bit as I sit here at the table and I look. We have two cans of beer on the table that were canned two days ago and we've been open for 111 days and we've canned three other beers and that's because this team is passionate about what we're doing and the community has really taken us in but we we certainly couldn't have done this without all four of us in, in what we're doing but it certainly starts with the beers so thank you for everything you've done with us and and if if any of you haven't met Chase, he's really easy to spot in the tap room. Um, he's, yeah, he's the giant, what, 6'6"? Six, six? Is that Luke? how tall you are? No, Me? you. Yeah. No, Luke is like 6'7". Six, I'm 6'2". Six, no, you're taller six, than 6'2". Six, six, two. Two. That's crap. I call... I, I no like, way. I'm like 6'3", maybe. Okay. What? He's taller than that. And he's got long hair. It looks a little bit like Fabio. <laughs> so, so if you haven't met Chase... Uh, shake his hand and, and thank him for all the awesome Fabio after a bender or two. <laughs> <laughs> the beard's coming in better though. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it's perfect. Um, so then, so we'll just fast forward a little bit here. Now we're on cloud nine, right? We're in the middle of our fundraise. Chase has accepted. N- suffice to say that um, people may have liked my beer during the fundraise. As soon as we announced that, that Chase was going to be our fourth partner, um, we closed our fundraising pretty after that, which is yeah. pretty awesome. Um, we expected to, this will be an interesting part of the conversation here. We expected at this point now to, uh, to, to break ground by May yep. and um, the construction company that we were potentially working with was telling us it would be a five to six month build out. We thought that would be hauling some butt, but uh, but, it, but they kept telling us it was possible. Well, fast forward, um, the Deerfield Township process, the Warren County process, long story short, um, we don't break ground until October. But I gotta tell you guys that in this whole journey, the first moment for me where I felt this, this unbelievable sense of calm was when we put those shovels in the ground. And that was on October 7th. Um, of 2017 and that was a, a pretty fun moment and then we pulled the e-brake again <laughs> <laughs> for a long time for a long time um, at that point our our open date was set it was gonna be June 13th construction was telling us that we were all set it was gonna be great um, and then the first day I show up on the job site our superintendent sleeping in his truck Fast forward to if you ever if if we ever name a beer about a sleeping man in a truck when he's supposed to be doing his job, you'll understand why. Um, <laughs> I I look around the table. By the way, most of you will never see this because we're not video recording this. Um, but all of my partners just looked at me like, "You just said that? You just ousted this guy?" I I told you all, and this is this is the culture I want to set for this podcast. This is going to be very unfiltered, very raw, um, and that's the the beauty of being able to have that. That's what we want to be, and, and we want to be 
Sonder, and that just means every person has a story. And our story started with a superintendent who was sleeping on the job. Um, and then fast forward, um, we have a lot of rain, a lot of rain, a lot of change orders, six and a half acres of a blank canvas. And it took, uh, after it was all said and done, a year and 20 days to build our beautiful piece of art. And I say that, and I hope that, that that's what everyone sees when they see this, is a beautiful piece of art. What I, what I hope more than that is that everybody sees how hard we've all worked to do this. And um, the sacrifice that it's taken, not only from the four of us, but from our spouses, our families, from everybody that's been involved in this project. We have a great group of equity partners, who have helped us financially get to where we are. We have amazing attorneys, we have amazing accountants. We have uh, all of our families who have helped us get to where we're at. And, and without the incredible effort and support from all of them, we certainly wouldn't be where we are. So I say and share all of that with the hope that everyone understands just the amazing piece of art that, that Sonder Brewing is today. And um, it was, an incredibly long journey as y'all just heard and um, may have felt drug out uh, but it's incredibly important to where we are today so where do we want to be right this is a much more uh, fun visionary conversation we get this a lot right why why did you buy six and a half acres even for your your building and your scope and your size and everything you don't need six and a half acres well you do when you have the vision of what we want to be which is as I mentioned a community center right um, so, Jen, I, I would love for you to share a little bit about this because I know you're as passionate as I am about it, living in the community. What, what are some of those things that when somebody says, what's Sonder going to be in a year? Give, give kind of your vision. What do you think about that and what might look different to, than it does today? I think the vision of uh, being a community center has already started, not only with the building, but the people who have... Uh, come and participated in yoga on Sunday mornings or hung out in the beer garden, brought their dogs, brought their running groups. Um, we've got a great park adjacent to us here, and uh, people are just embracing the fact that they can meet here, they can bring a group, they can have a birthday party, they can have, you know, a surprise anniversary party, they can have, you know, a retirement party here. It, it's just so amazing to see how many phone calls we get from people who say, we just want a chill space to have great beer and hang out with our friends. And, you know, we have a great space for that. And, and to see um, the property, I'm tired of looking at the mud, so we are going to have grass eventually. <laughs> it's amazing how hard it is to put grass in PS, by the way. So, um, especially in the middle of the winter. Um, but our vision is just to have somewhat of a park-like setting. Maybe your kids can run around a little bit. You bring your dog. Maybe you just want to chill out at the picnic table and have a beer and have no one talk to you. And that's fine, too, because our space can handle that. Daniel, do, do you have anything to add? I think for us, um, we're hitting something that really hasn't hit in Mason yet, um, in particular. Like, don't get me wrong, Mason's great. Uh, there's a lot of great business around here, a lot of great people. 
Uh, but I feel like it's kind of lost a little bit of its soul. Um, and I think that's something that we're bringing to the table, uh, particularly with the community. Um, it, it's pretty amazing to see just for the short time frame that we've been open to see the already like let's say the regulars that we have coming in uh the customers that we're selling our, our beer to and, and distribution um are really opening us with welcome arms so it shows i feel like this community was ready for it i'm um, not to say that there aren't other places that are doing it right now um, but i think what our vision is and what we're going to hit is going to be something that's going to be really darn special i feel like it already is like even though we've only been open up for not even four months yet i feel like we've already achieved something pretty fantastic and what we're going to be six months from now to a year two years from now um, particularly for Justin's vision he is incredibly visionary um, I mean I'm not kidding we're already working architectural plans for six months on the road a year down the road I won't dive into that yet but there's gonna be some amazing things happening here where we really want to become super core base for for Mason um, and then bring as many people as we can from outside of Cincinnati you know a lot of times we would have to travel down the town to Cincinnati to, to get that feel um, we want to make that so people don't have to drive down to Cincinnati. They can have that experience here in Mason, in the suburbs. And I think we're hitting that pretty well. I'm, I'm really excited for it. I, I can't wait to kind of show off uh, the brewery, to be honest with you. It's, uh, aesthetically, it's, it's beautiful, but it's, it, the functionality of it, it's, it's just turned out really, I'm, I'm really happy with how it turned out. QTS has been great to work with. They're out of Wisconsin as well. Um, I'm just kind of excited to, to kind of show off uh, what we can do at our facility. I, I often, anytime we do a tour of our facility, the first thing I always make sure to, to say is that everything that you see here, first of all, everything you see with the exception of one piece of equipment that's tucked around the corner, which is a beautiful piece of equipment uh, from Belgium, everything else was built in the U.S., which um, was something that, we were all passionate about, Chase was incredibly passionate about, and, and uh, you mentioned QTS, Quality Tank Solutions, out on Marshfield, Wisconsin, did an incredible job, and, and they, they continue to do a great job working with us. They have um, some other pieces of equipment within the city that are awesome as well, but I, I always share with people that everything you see in our production facility, Chase designed. And for as humble as you are, you just talked about how beautiful it is, but you neglected to mention the fact that that you designed that and and while QTS built it and did an awesome job of that a fantastic job I'm not sure anyone could have done it better but but you you definitely had your hands all over it and during the year-long construction process Chase was in Wisconsin multiple times sitting with them for 12 14 hours a day designing every right angle of a stainless steel pipe and the degree of the cone for the tanks to make sure that it, it matched what he wanted. And, and I could go on for days, but, but that's, you're right, that is beautiful. And I am also excited for people to be able to see that. It's interesting, I always think that everyone just automatically knows and assumes how beautiful it is and what it looks like. But the reality is they don't. And every time, every time you walk somebody around the corner into what is currently our party room and they look in that glass door, there's always this look of like, oh my gosh, I had no idea it looked like that. And so when we're able to expand upon that and give people the ability to see that, that's, that's something that will be a game changer as well. I couldn't be more excited. And for me, this is something that, this meaning the podcast, is something I'm really, really excited about. We've talked about for a long time what is our brand, what is the Sonder brand, and Jen has done 
an amazing job of, of building the visual piece of our brand. And now we've got to dive into what is the heart behind our brand. And I hope that you see on every piece of package that you ever get from us, what be it a crowler or a can, um, that we have on the top of the can the definition of Sonder, which means every person has a unique story. What you're going to start seeing is that every beer has a unique story. So a little teaser for you. The next podcast that will be coming uh, is a, is a it's chapter two. Uh, it's chapter two, and we're going to explain the story behind one of our beers. And then, then we're going to start explaining the story behind some of our people and our staff. And they won't all be this long. I'm not sure where we're at now, but short, short stories. Um, we want to bring the consumers, the people that come into Sonder and that, and that get our beer from somewhere else, we want to bring them into what is the story behind each of these beers and what is the story behind us and what's the story behind our people and our customers. And, and I'm really excited about being the, able to launch that through our podcast. So thank you to everyone that listened. Thank you for just being a part of this with us and coming on this journey with us. It's, again, something we're all really passionate about. It's something that I think we're even more excited about what's to come. And we certainly couldn't do it without the people who come to our place to consume our beer, that eat the food. We should talk about Brew River. I completely forgot about that. Before we, before we dive out of here, we should talk a little bit about that. That could be a whole podcast. Yeah, it absolutely will be. But um, I always... Every time we have an event, every time we have anything, I always neglect to explain the importance of what Brew River has become to us. And I agree with Jen. I, don't, I won't dive too much into it because I think it'd be fun to get Joby up here and do a podcast with her and have her explain their story. So um, we'll dive deeper into that. But I'd certainly be remiss if I didn't thank them um, because they are, they are a huge part of what the story of Sonder has become. So... For everyone that comes into, for everyone that comes into Sonder that enjoys a beer, for everyone that downloads this podcast, for everyone that enjoys a, a Brew River chicken sandwich, thank you. You are part of our story, and you'll be part of our story moving forward.